Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrigan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. I'm here to recap your Thursday action on the diamond and get you ready for Friday and head into the weekend where Jake Crumpler will have you covered as usual. Let's talk about some news and notes from Thursday. The Nasty backs game was the latest to get smoked out due to the air quality from the wildfires in Canada. Um, the Yankees played their doubleheader on um on Thursday, the Phillies played their game, so weather got better there. Expect things to be back to normal in Washington. Noah Syndergaard for the Dodgers goes to the aisle with a blister on his finger, also broke a fingernail in his start. These are everything they're saying for a guy that needs to go on the aisle or just DFA'd, you decide. So he's going to the aisle for now, 716 ERA, 461 ERA, or XFIP for Syndergaard this season. But more concerning, an 11.8% K to walk. It's just not the Thor of old. We've talked about the comments he's made recently. He's frustrated. He knows he's not the Thor of old. So uh, hopefully this IL stand gets things right. I'm not optimistic. This might be a, a DFA situation in the making for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yandy Diaz was out of the Rays lineup again on Thursday. He said his hip is bothering him quite a bit, but he was able to pinch hit if he needed to. And he also, Yandy Diaz, expects to be back in the lineup on Friday. So we'll wait and see just how bad that hip situation is. Hunter Green was supposed to start earlier this week, got a start pushed back. He felt great after his last bullpen session, business as usual, and Hunter Green is scheduled to start on Sunday, barring any crazy setbacks, but we should be good to go with Hunter Green. C.J. Crone of the Colorado Rockies is still experiencing some pain in his back, which is not good, and thus there's no timetable for his return. Nolan Jones has been able to play some first base since he's been called up. They've been making it work, and uh, it's a shame to see C.J. go, but I love seeing some Nolan Jones on the diamond for our fantasy teams. Jorge Alvarado of the Philadelphia Phillies will be activated in time for Friday's matchup against the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is great to see See how him and Kimbrell uh, take care of the back end of that Philadelphia bullpen. And then Alec Baum, he did a strenuous test, as they said, um, on Thursday. He's ready to go. He'll be activated on Saturday. So Jose Alvarado back Friday for the Phillies. Baum back Saturday as they're getting healthier as they have the Dodgers in town for a big, big series in the National League. Man, it happened again. Jorge Polanco left Thursday's game with hamstring tightness. They're saying he's day-to-day, but this was the same similar injury that forced him to miss a few weeks not too long ago. This might be a lingering thing, regardless if it's a headache. Hopefully it's not too severe. Hopefully he doesn't miss a lot of time, but this could come to a time here if it is too serious. This feels like Jonathan India last year where they came back too early, and then he re-aggravated it, and it was really bad. Had to miss about a month and a half. We'll see what the results out of some further testing goes for Jorge Polanco. I am really concerned about Pete Alonso, and I hope I'm just overly concerned. 
but I talked about it on yesterday's show. They got hit in the hand wrist area. X-rays were negative. He was day to day. I'm like, cool. No problem. Well, then Alonzo on Thursday morning had a CT scan in Atlanta, then hopped on the, the plane, flew back to New York, and then Alonzo had an MRI and further testing on his wrist. That's a lot of testing for a guy that's day-to-day with a wrist contusion. So I'm very concerned. This is kind of like, like I'm not thinking it's season-ending like um, DeGrom had, but when they say MRI, more information to come. When Pete Alonzo took a CT scan in Atlanta and flew to New York for an MRI and more testing, that concerns me that they needed that much testing from a hit-by-pitch. So keep a close eye on the Pete Alonzo situation. Lance McCuller Jr., he uh, is shut down for now. He has to have an MRI on his uh, on his arm and elbow yet again. Uh, he suffered another setback. He's been shut down, and there is no timetable. on. Like, if this MRI goes poorly, obviously, we might see the last of Lance McCuller for quite some time. Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. He left Thursday's game with right oblique discomfort, and it, it's not good. It's, obliques are never good, especially for a power hitter. But if you want to get real bleak about the situation, and, and I will, I will, because that's where we're at. Dusty Baker had some not-so-fun things to be said after the game. The quote from Brian McTaggart, the beat reporter for the Astros, Astros manager Dusty Baker with a rather ominous quote about Alvarez's injury. Quote, we've just got to regroup and try to figure out how we're going to win some ball games and get through this. End quote. I don't know about you, but that's not what I want to hear if I'm in a locker room after the ninth inning and we know Yardon's hurt. So keep a close eye on this, but it sounds like we're going to see an IL stint and might be a lengthy one for Mr. Alvarez. Kevin Kiermaier left Thursday's game after getting hit by a pitch in his hand wrist. This is a theme, folks. It's getting annoying, so we'll see how this goes. Eloy Jimenez talked about a theme that's annoying. Eloy Jimenez left Thursday's game with a lower, lower leg issue, and he's day-to-day. Eloy Jimenez gets injured so often, all he did was walk off the field and point, and the the athletic trainers knew exactly what was wrong. That's where we're at right now. So Eloy Jimenez out yet again, but at bright side, Jake Berger pretty much locks right back into that DH role, which is what we love to see. So hopefully Eloy is not out for too long, but Jake Berger getting some more consistent time with the Chicago White Sox. Tyler Glasnow had his start pushed back on Thursday as Yanni Torinos made the start. Glasnow is now pitching Friday in game one of a three-game mega series at home against the Texas Rangers. Cody Bellinger is going to head to Arizona to face some live pitching at the Arizona Fall or Arizona Summer League or low A ball, rookie ball um, complex. We'll see how that goes, according to the Cubs reporters. If things are moving in the right direction after the live um, BP, he can potentially start a rehab schedule and get back to the team. But for now, there's no, no schedule in place. We still have a little bit of time with Cody Bellinger. Alex Cobb, he left Thursday start after five innings with hip discomfort. Not good. So he's going to get reevaluated over the weekend in San Francisco and see where the Giants have to take it from there. And then we've been talking about it for about a week now, but it's official. Adam Duvall, he will return to the Red Sox on Friday. Really looking forward to seeing what the corresponding move is. Like, does Jaron Duran stay up? He should, but wouldn't be surprised if he's sent down. There's a lot of moving pieces in this. So Adam Duvall, back to the Red Sox on Friday. I already talked about it earlier. Enrique Hernandez, they already said he'll play versus left-handers in the center field. Um, Duran was supposed to play versus right-handers. Well, Duvall's back, and he was the starting center fielder before he got hurt. So let's see how this one plays out. 
All right, some hitting highlights from your Thursday on the diamond. J-Ram, Jose Ramirez, three for five, three home runs, three runs scored, and five RBIs. J-Ram's now hitting 267 with nine home runs on the season, five stolen bases, and more impressively, a 9.6% walk rate and 8.6% or 8.8% strikeout rate. Summer of J-Ram is coming, folks. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Francisco Alvarez, we've been talking about it many times since he started becoming the regular catcher, like Thomas Nito got sent for assignment. Omar Narvaez is the backup now. This is all beautiful stuff. Francisco Alvarez, the New York Mets, two for four with two home runs, two runs scored, and three RBIs on Thursday since May 9th, since about the time where he started becoming the regular catcher. Francisco Alvarez has 10 home runs. 10 home runs over the last month for Francisco Alvarez. That is pretty, pretty, pretty good. And then we had a 13 to 10 Braves win against the Mets on Thursday. So only only fitting two of the three guys we talk about are from these teams. We did Alvarez. Now Austin Riley. Riley went four for five with a home run, three runs scored, and two RBIs. He's now hitting 281 on the season, which is very acceptable with 11 home runs. Hopefully things keep heating up for Austin Riley. He was in a bit of a slump there for a, a while. Looks like he's breaking out of it in a big, big way. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters box on PitcherList.com. Some starting pitching highlights from your Thursday. Zach Wheeler, seven and a third innings pitch, nowhere in one walk, one hit, and eight strikeouts. Took a no-no into the seventh for Zach Wheeler. He looked just pure dominant, 16 whiffs, 26% CSW on 108 pitches. He's had a couple of hiccup starts, even like just a few starts back. He had like seven runs in an outing. But on the season, Zach Wheeler's been very, very good. 391 ERA, 361 XFIP, 87 Ks and 76 innings pitched. Got to love what you're getting out of Zach Wheeler. I know the Phillies definitely do. The ageless wonder, 35-year-old Clayton Kershaw, just continues to be dominant. And more important, impressively on Thursday, he was dominant in Great American Small Park where the Dodgers pitching got shelled for two straight games. Kershaw, seven shutout innings versus the Reds, five hits, two walks. It's a whip of one, folks, and nine strikeouts for the lefty. Kershaw had 17 whiffs and a 34% CSW on 98 pitches, which is pretty, pretty good. 295 ERA, 298 XFIP. Kershaw's been outstanding, but I think what's more impressive to me, he's always been a strikeout guy, but as he's gotten older, he's become more of a pitcher with some still strikeout upside. Kershaw has 93 strikeouts on the season and 76 and a third innings pitched. That is pretty impressive for one Clayton Kershaw. Kyle Bradish had an interesting game with three runs in the first inning against Milwaukee, but he settled down. He finished with a line of five innings, three earned, six hits, one walk, and 10 strikeouts. Kyle Bradish had the, the, the he was just flicking it off, strikeout after strikeout on Thursday. Fifteen whiffs, thirty four percent CSW on ninety eight pitches. Um, since allowing seven earned runs, a few starts he's, he's now made eight starts, and Bradish has thrown forty three innings pitched over those eight starts, allowing eighteen earned runs and forty two strikeouts. This Orioles staff, Tyler Wells is going on Friday. We'll talk about him briefly later. Um, there's some exciting spots. Like I know. Um, there are some disappointments with some some guys, but there are some, some definite pluses in this Orioles pitching staff. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Some relief pitching highlights from your Thursday. Jason Adam, who you got to remember by now, Peter Fairbanks was the closer in Tampa. He got hurt. Adam came in, but Fairbanks came back, took the roll back. He's hurt again right now. Adams took over. Jason Adam has 10 saves already this season. That is impressive when he didn't start the year as the full-time closer. 
That is very, very impressive. That a, is a testament to how good he's pitching, but more of a testament potentially to just how many games the Rays are winning right now. So Jason Adams with 10 saves. And then Felix Bautista picked up his 16th save of the season on Thursday. A little hat tip to Alex Fast. He put an awesome tweet out there, and I love it because I have many shares of Felix Bautista. I was a big fan of him entering the season. But Bautista now has 62 strikeouts and 30 innings pitched. It's crazy. The next highest reliever is Alexis Diaz with 46 strikeouts. Alex Fast with the uh, the info on that one. So Felix Bautista has been great, as advertised. Good stuff there. Um, you know, when they have the Omar coming in Baltimore, Felix coming, folks, Felix coming, get that whistle going. Make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com to get all things relief pitching. All right, before we give a little peek to Friday's action on the dime, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrigan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Um, let's hear from our good buddy, Mr. Mark Paquette, with a preview of Friday's weather. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, we got a full Friday schedule. We're going to still have a, a little bit of the air quality concerns in the northeast, mid-Atlantic, Cleveland area, but it's not going to be as bad as the last few days. And we had one game postponed yesterday, two on Wednesday. It's trending in the uh, right direction. Let's go for zero because of air quality, and I think that will be the case. I don't see rain anywhere, so we should get all the games in. Back to you. All right, Mark. Thanks, as always. DFS on your Friday. We have a 13-game main slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a doozy. We got some decent pitching for once and a lot of places to attack with bats, some places I like with bats. Give me a game stack in Philadelphia. Dodgers versus Rangers Suarez. Philadelphia versus Michael Grove. I like that one quite a bit. If you're looking for some value, though, on this slate, Oakland A's going up against Adrian Hauser. Hauser, seven innings, one run, like three Ks in his last time. Still pitching a lot of contacts. The strikeouts are not nearly as consistent as you'd like them to be. A's had a big season in Pitt or a big series in Pittsburgh, and they're all super cheap. Like Ryan noticed, twenty two hundred bucks. A lot of value on this slate with the Oakland Athletics, so they could be a nice little value play to pay up for some pitching, maybe pay up for some bats as well. Some pitchers I'm looking to target on this thirteen game slate: Luis Castillo of the, the Seattle Mariners going against Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The Angels are striking out nearly 25% of the time versus righties over the last three weeks. So going to be some Luis Castillo. Marcus Stroman has been amazing of late, and I'm going to try to keep that rolling over against my Giants in San Francisco. Giants coming out of Colorado with a little Coors hangover. 
Strowman's been outstanding, so I'm a big fan of him, especially in that ballpark. I was wanting the Giants to sign him before the Cubs did a couple years ago as he fits that place very, very well. And the last one, at least, kind of hinted at earlier, Tyler Wells versus the Kansas City Royals. Big fan of this one. Tyler Wells has been pitching great overall just, just to begin with, but then you throw in a struggling Kansas City team. Give me some Tyler Wells at 8300 bucks against the Kansas City Royals, one of my favorite plays per price when it comes to pitching on this slate. All right, things I'm looking forward to on Friday. There's a lot I'm looking forward to. You got Rangers Rays weekend. You got Rangers like the best offense in all of baseball. Going against the Rays, the best team in all of baseball. And it's a fun one because when it comes to the best offense, you're facing murderers row of pitchers here potentially. You get Glass now on Friday, Taj Bradley on Saturday, Shane O'Mac, Shane McClanahan on Sunday. You know, it's Heaney, Ivaldi, and Martin Perez opposing them. Not quite the same. But uh, I like this one on paper. Should be fun. You got Red Sox, Yankees, love it or hate it. It is what it is. And you get Garrett Cole on Friday, who's not been ace Cole. So I'm curious to see how that one pans out. Christian Javier versus Logan Allen. Javier is three and runs or less all the time. Logan Allen, same. It's it, They're not like lighting the world on fire, but they're getting the job done. So curious to see how that goes, especially Allen versus a Jordanless uh, Astros team. A.J. Smith Shaver will make his first professional start with the Atlanta Braves. He had two and a third shutout innings of three Ks out of the bullpen uh, on the fourth, but now makes a start. Should be a fun one in Washington uh, against, against Washington Atlanta. And the last one, at least, the nightcap, the West Coast favorite, Luis Castillo going up against Shohei Otani. Looking forward to that quite a bit as well. Well, that'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure you check out PitcherList.com. Go check out PL Plus and PL Pro. You'll not regret it. Get in the Discord, the PLV tool, the Pitcher Bot, and much, much more at PitcherList.com. You can find me on Twitter at BDEntrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Jake Crumpler, as usual, will be filling in on the weekend for me, but I'll be back with you guys on Monday. So each and every one of you have a great weekend doing whatever you want to do to have some fun, enjoy the awesome baseball action, and I'll be back with you guys on Monday. But for now, this was your first pitch podcast. Friday, June 9th edition. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.